Hello and welcome to Business Made Simple. I'm your host, Tim Mansour, and my co-host and wife. Crystal Mansour, we are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio here on Business Radio X. We are talking to two distinguished guests and community leaders from Georgia Gwinnett College in our backyard here. Welcome to Mr. Chase Hodges. Chase is the first head coach of Gwinnett College, of Georgia Gwinnett College, uh, in their tennis history. You're very, very first one, so that's very impressive. Chase, I'm probably going to miss some things on your bio today because it was just I think it was like five pages long and as well as bills but uh, so if I miss anything just feel free to jump in but Chase is a very decorated coach of all levels of collegiate tennis who delivered Georgia Gwinnett College's first ever national titles in sports with both men and women's consecutive NAIA titles amazing he also has captured 11 national championships he has been named National Coach of the Year 11 times by the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics and on seven occasions by the Intercollegiate Tennis Association. Chase's career, experience, and resume is very impressive with histories at UNC Asheville, Drake, Georgia State, and now at Georgia Gwinnett College where he oversees operations at the Georgia Gwinnett College Tennis Facility here in Lawrenceville. Amazing, Chase. Um, Our next guest is also, uh, he calls Georgia Gwinnett College home, which is uh, very awesome. Uh, As a professor of exercise science and physical education, welcome to Dr. Bill Rogers. Thank you. Bill has more than two decades of experience in higher education Bill also has a long career and impressive resume as a professor as well as a scholar athlete, pro, and a previous coach in the sport of tennis. Bill's career, talents, and winning experience has been highly recognized. He has been inducted into both the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, Tennis Hall of Fame, and Brunel University's Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're glad to have both guys, Bill and Chase, with us today. What's so nice about it is they're both in the same industry, but they've done things so different. And that's what makes it all happen. And that's what it's all about. I mean, we take Bill, for instance. He's been all over the country. He's he's taught everywhere around. He's actually taught some famous people, which we'll talk about in a little bit also. He's in the Hall of Fame. And that's just uh, another that's a whole nother level which we're just so proud to have him with us today and bill today um he's actually coaching and he's on the the the, uh, court sometimes 20 to 40 hours he's teaching uh teaching private lessons he also does he stays uh, playing tennis himself which we love that but he does something that he enjoys and he has a burning desire to do every day and a lot of coaches i've been around a lot of pros that just don't have that so whatever it is that he has inside of him is something that's just is special and it's something that other people ought to look at in whatever business they're in you take chase uh first head coach as you said of ggc and um he's done some unbelievable things number one i think he's the winning one of the winningest coaches in the country and if i'm not mistaken and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute he's wanting to be the winningest coach in the country which would be unbelievable Definitely. Chase. Thank you. Yeah. Need to bring it home, Chase. Thank you. That's right. Chase also <laughs> has tournaments around Atlanta. 
So it's another branch of, of, of business. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today is business. We have these two guys that are in the same industry that do, do they do things different. And they've made it. They have a great resume. Both of them have done unbelievable things. And that's what makes it so exciting. We talk so many times in our other podcast about business and, and how you can make it exciting for you. No matter what business you're in, I know everybody, you always have parameters, but what's important is to find what makes it happen for you and uh, find that little flair, whatever it may be, thinking outside the box, making things happen no matter what, what it takes. You know, a lot of times we hear people always ask me, Tim, what makes somebody successful compared to not successful? And there's a lot of different things, but I think number one is how you handle the situation. No matter what in life, it's in life and in business, there will be problems that come up. And you have two ways to handle it, positive or negative. I think the way the positive people handle it, they look at the problem, they say, this is the problem, what's the solution? They handle the solution and they move on because everybody's going to have problems. That's just the way, the, that's, that's life. And you can sit there and you can worry about it and everything else, but if you just handle the problem and move on and understand it could have been worse, that's more, more important than anything. Not taken away, but a negative person looks at it different. They look at the problem, they sell about it, they whine about it, they, they hang on it, and that's what takes them down. I mean, it's just, it's just it's two ways to handle positive or negative, negative ways. And to me, the easiest and best way to be, be uh, successful, and most people you see that are ses- successful, are positive people. Um, starting with you, Bill, I guess what we'd, I'd like to just start off by just knowing a little bit more about you and letting other people know about you, how you got started, what made you start into tennis and when you started, things like that. Right. So um, I started when I was four years old. Uh, and the way that I started is basically, I guess my mother couldn't afford a babysitter, so she used to drag me to the courts. She played herself and she played in leagues and things of that sort. So she used to drag me to the courts with her and I think the racket was probably about as big as I was. So while she was playing her matches, you know, I was left to either sit there or I could grab the racket and go uh, go hit up against the backboard. So that's how I basically got started. I started, you know, going to the courts early on. I guess I was kind of uh, indoctrinated, fell in love with it, and had great passion for it. And it basically, you know, done it ever since and at, you know, various levels. Now, did you start, how about in high school? How did that work, or college? Where did, that, where did it go from so there? So, in, in high school, one of my best friends was a guy by the name of Dale Short. And Dale Short came from a very kind of prestigious tennis family uh, in the Miami area. So, uh, Dale was, you know, I saw, you know, Dale playing a lot and things of that sort. I saw him winning tournaments. And, you know, we became best of friends, along with another person, uh, by the name of Bill Bowden. Bill Bowden was a great friend of mine. And uh, Bill Bowden, you know, started down in Harry Hopman's, you know, in training down there. He was also married to Mary Carrillo, uh, the famous announcer uh, at Wimbledon and, and on ESPN and things of that sort. So, uh, you know, those two were uh, great, you know, great influences on me wanting to be playing. Right. And then you ended up at Bernal. Well, yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> which is kind of an interesting story in the fact that, uh, you know, I had I'd played a lot myself. And so I got to where I was playing and um, really not doing, not making very much money. 
<laughs> at all. I, I mean, I think I could redefine poverty. So my so my parents said, listen, you know what? I called them up and said, you know, you, can you help me get in this next tournament? And they said, no, if you want to do this, you do this. But, or what we will do, we'll help you get back in school and get an advanced degree. So I thought, well, either I can sit here and sleep in my car and eat pot pies my whole life, or I can wind up... Uh, you know, going back to school, and so I went back and wound up getting uh, uh, my master's and my doctorate, and when I finished up my doctorate, I, like everybody else, I sent out a, a bunch of resumes, didn't have any interest at that time of, uh, of being in tennis or coaching tennis, I just wanted to use the my academic portion. Well, Brunau uh, had picked it up, and they had seen my background in tennis and said, here's a package deal do you want to do this? So I wound up accepting, um, you know, the position, you know, uh, as a professor, also as a tennis coach at Brunel, uh the women's college. And some 17 years later, I guess the, you know, the rest is kind of history. We had a, we had a great run. That is unbelievable because we came to your inducted because you were put into the Hall of Fame there. Yes. So that was unbelievable. That yeah, is thank just you for that invitation because that was amazing and a very impressive lunching that they had for you and they recognized you in such a just an awesome way. A lot of the players were there, I think, that yeah. knew you as well. well so. You know, I was surrounded by great people. I mean, you know, no one gets there on their own. I mean, exactly. I had a tremendous president <clears throat> who was very, very supportive, uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. John Bird, and he was great. Uh, you know, I had a great dean. My surrounding cast was, you know, second to none, as well as the community. The community in Gainesville was was so supportive. And that's so important. And we tell people on all, all the podcasts we've talked so many times about, you never really make it on your own. And I tell people the best thing you can do is have the right people around you. I know all, right. of, all of all of our success, it's been mainly the people around us. It's just been unbelievable. So that's just so important. Um, but I wanted to ask you another question. You had... I know you have taught some famous people. I'd like to know a little bit about, was it the Kennedys or something in there? Well, you know what? When I, when I first went up to New York, uh, a, a good friend of mine by the name of Charlie Vandercook, uh, Charlie was kind enough to give me a position at Future Stars. So I was at East Hampton Racquet Club. So he asked me one day, he said, listen, you know, we have, uh, you know, Caroline's a member here, and she's going to come out, and she wants to take some lessons. Will you... Uh, be willing to, you know, you want to take this? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, so uh, it turned out to be like a great experience. The, the great part of that experience was how gracious and humble she was. And, and not only that, but the, another great part of that experience was I got to give the very first lessons to her children. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah, oh, wow. to Rose and, uh, and to Tatiana. That so I don't know if I made much of an impact, but <laughs> but but it but but it would it, it meant a lot to me anyway. That's great. That's great. And you, there's one guy I know that's playing in the pros, and you he had, I think you had coached him when he was younger. Is it Riley? Riley? Well, yeah. Well, I didn't coach him. Okay. What what he did is he came to our clinics. Okay. So you know, I mean, we used to get a bunch of people that, and that that was that was very very different um you know i mean we would get all kinds of people that would come to our clinics but because we had a lot of we had a lot of you know 
great players that would come by and things of that sort. And it's, you know, I mean, it's a relatively small community. And Chase knows this. The tennis community is a really small community, yeah, uh, even globally. You think it's big, but it's really not. That's great. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you what, you've been around for a long time, that's for sure. And uh, become a great friend of mine, and I love hitting with you and, and learning, which uh, even at uh, Collins Athletic Club, you just helped us so much. And I can't say enough thank you. Just like anyone else, as long as you get the right people around you, it will be successful. And we made it happen for, I think, 12 years. Yeah, it was so fun. It, it was really a lot was. of fun. It was. Chase, getting you for a little bit here. All right. My goodness. Yeah. So let's talk first about the um, – what I'm impressed about is you're winning uh, strategy. I mean, how are you doing it? I mean, you, you're winning is just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, uh, winning obviously is more fun. Uh, I think everybody can agree on that. I know uh, Bill over here agrees with that as well. So it's a situation now at, at Georgia Gwinnett where, you know, in 2012, eight years ago is when the program started and uh, started it from scratch. And, you know, the goal since day one is to win some national titles. And uh, luckily we've been able to, to string a couple together. And, you know, now we're in a situation where, you know, we got to maintain it, you know, exactly. and, uh, you know, it's very difficult to, to get to the top, but it's even more difficult to stay up there. And uh, that's what we're in a situation right now trying to do is um, put ourselves in a position where every team that we play and every competitor that we face, we still have that mental advantage over them so that we can continue to have success. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get too far into it, tell us a little bit about how you got started. How, I mean, where did you start? Where did you live? Things like that. Well, Bill started at four. I started at eight. So uh, he has a lot of experience on me right out of the gate. Um, so I didn't start till I was eight. So my situation, I'm from Hickory, North Carolina, which is a small town uh, in western North Carolina. Um, my dad uh, was a – he was a basketball coach at Lenoron College, which is a Division II NCAA school right there. Uh, he was the head basketball coach there. Um, so basketball was kind of my passion uh, as a kid growing up. You know, it's North Carolina. That's what that's what you do in that state. Um, so so um, basically it, it kind of morphed into tennis around the age of eight from a situation of just friends of mine started playing the game. And I found a, a local YMCA where I just started uh, practicing and playing on a daily basis and really just kind of grabbed a, an affinity to the wall uh, back in the day. You know, I basically my dad would drop me off and I would just go to the wall and basically you know, hit for two, two, you know, two and a half hours on that wall all day, every day from about age eight to 10, really. And then around 10 is when I started really playing USTA tournaments uh, from 10 to 18 years of age, really, over those next eight years. Um, still did play basketball. Um, those are my two sports. But then around 16, I kind of had to make a decision on what I wanted to do. And uh, tennis became the primary uh, force at that point. And uh, all of my time and energy was devoted to that sport right now did you end up going to college or I did okay yeah I was recruited and played my first two years in the ACC at NC State University um, where you know it was a, a dream of mine to be able to to play in the ACC and to be in the state of North Carolina when I was uh, going through the recruiting process I didn't consider any school outside of the state of North Carolina <laughs> I was going in state somewhere and I uh, ended up going to NC State my first two years then my junior and senior year, I transferred down to the coast uh, to University of North Carolina at Wilmington and got my uh, bachelor's and master's degree there. Uh, finished up my playing career there. Then immediately upon graduating, jumped in as a graduate assistant to kind of springboard my, my coaching career. And uh, very thankful for the head coach at the time for giving me that opportunity because it's kind of 
laid the groundwork for everything else. That's right. So where did you go from there to end up? I know you ended up at GTC, but where did you go from there? Yeah, uh, well, I, I got my master's in 2001, and then basically uh, right after that, I took my first head coaching job right out of the gates at 25 years of age at a school called Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. Uh, was there for one year and then took the job at UNC Asheville. Was the head men and women's coach there for three years. Uh, after Asheville, took the head coach, head men's job at Drake University from 2005 to 2009. Uh, after that, took the head job at Georgia State University from 2009 to 2012, and Georgia Gwinnett for the last eight years. That's so that gives you a brief uh, <laughs> rundown. And that, that uh, doesn't even touch on what I saw as far as the bio, so uh-huh. congratulations. Oh, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Impressive. Well, let me ask you this. Now, what is the winning, what's the record with your men now? Well, right now, uh, we've won 123 matches in a row. So wow. that's the uh, longest current win streak in all of college athletics. So um, that's current. So uh, COVID has kind of helped us keep this thing alive. Would you imagine that? Now uh, it looks like it's going to live on into 2021, obviously, in the spring. But, um, you know, our last loss was 2015. Um, so we're going to look to continue this thing as long as humanly possible into the 2021 season. That's great. Now, let me ask you this. A lot of times, and I tell people in business, mm-hmm. you can always stretch out and do other things. Yep. Now, you're doing tournaments around Atlanta. Tell yep. us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's why it's interesting, you know, with, with Bill. He's obviously into the, you know, lessons and on court and putting in the, the work. Um, you know, I've really focused on events and, and running as, as many events as I can on weekends throughout the greater Atlanta area. Um, Gwinnett Tennis uh, is the name of the business in terms of just focusing in on the events. Uh, GwinnettTennis.com, you can find all the events. It could be UTR events, USTA events, uh, any events. Um, really, any weekend uh, of any given year, you can find an event that we're doing um, throughout the greater Atlanta area. I tell you, what's great about this, and, yep. and this is what I want people to understand, is you have two great tennis players, tennis uh, coaches that are doing things different. Yep. They're making things happen in their own way. Uh, Bill, coming back to you for a second, what would you, how would you suggest if somebody said, you know, I really want to be a tennis coach, I guess the first thing I, they'd want, what would you tell them to do? What's the best steps they could do to become a coach? You know, I think it, would, I think it starts with um, having a passion for the game. Uh, and, and maintaining that passion, you know, if I could divide it into thirds, I think it's a passion for the game. I think it is um, a passion for education uh, because essentially what you're doing is, you know, you've just got a different size outside classroom. That's all it is. It's it's the same as, uh, you know, the, the love for, you know, teaching and educating uh, other people and, and and a desire to help people get to their goals and, exactly. and to and to make it and to make it happen for them. Yep, and that's so important. And for you to still love it at the times that you've put in on the court, because a lot of the people that dealt with us, um, we had a lot of the great pros that just got burnt out. You know, and it's amazing how you can keep doing it and enjoy it as much as you do. I mean, I'm not sure the. Uh, <laughs> the magic wand that is to make that happen but it's amazing that you still love it like you do well i mean i do i still have passion for it i think a lot of what helps me maintain my passion for it is um that i'm an educator as well and that i get to use you know most of my time being um you know uh an assistant professor in teaching exercise science 
you know, at, at GGC and some of the classes that I teach. But, but then, you know, the ability to make it applicable and practical for the students taking that science-based and going out onto a court and making it happen for, you know, anybody that wants to learn the game. And that's great. That is, that's what it's all about. Well, I think having the um, athletic love for tennis or any kind of sport and then the business side of it as well as the teaching aspect, the professor, that is absolutely amazing because in reading your resume too, there was much more that I could have uh, told about your story and your journey. But what is one fun fact about you that outside of tennis, outside of teaching, that someone probably doesn't know about you? One fun fact. Now you get, fun that's something fact. that you can say on radio, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you one. Here's one. So um, a few years ago, <clears throat> I got given some um, conga drums for a Christmas present. So I absolutely, so I thought, this is fantastic. You know what? Uh, I, I don't have much musical ability whatsoever. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to take some lessons and learn how to play the conga drums. So anyway, the guy comes over and starts teaching me conga lessons. And about about area three, about the, about the third lesson, he looks at me and he goes, uh, "Hey, Mister, you're not really going to try to do this anywhere outside of your house, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I I said, no, "No, I promise you, I won't." But then I, I started thinking about it. And I said, "You know, the good thing about this is." You know what? Maybe it will make my hands a little bit quicker for volleys. There you go. So that makes it that makes it so, well worth. So wow. you know what? You're going to be handed failures. So you got to turn that into some degree of success, I guess. Some positive, right? right? But, I, but I also know that you, when you're not on the court and you're not in the classroom, that you love to have your feet in the sand. Big boat guy. I do. I, you are I, a beachy I, person. I am. Um, I am a water person. Yeah. So uh, I have to go down. You know to. Uh, to the beach and, and, and be by the ocean just to kind of replenish my soul every now and then that's to it. get away that's yeah it. chase the same with you tell us a little something about you that's not tennis or Fun something fact. i know you're married and you've had one child and i think we have we've got one you got one, one on, on the, the way, way right? yeah i do i do i have a boy coming in november tim so, uh, i heard you're gonna name him tim i'm not naming I'm, him I'm tim excited. that's for sure <laughs> i'm excited about uh, no no so my well, you could name no, him chris for I could do that. for Crystal. Okay. Yeah, That's I could do that. Great. I might have to do that. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about the family. Or oh, I like that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, fun fact is uh, in college, believe it or not, uh, from I think maybe two, two years from about midnight to 4 a.m., I was on the radio. Wow. Uh, yeah, I did uh, The Quiet Storm, uh, which was uh, – you know, romantic songs that, that would play in the background. And uh, I had a pretty big listening off uh, listening audience of about seven people. Uh, All family members. You know, yep, 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 exactly. And, uh, you know, it helped pay the bills in college. Uh, the hours weren't ideal. Um, but, you know, it was something that I look back now and, you know, really enjoyed my time doing that. It was a lot of fun. You know what's wild is you you've just – just said what an entrepreneur d does mm -hmm. it, it, you do whatever it takes Figure and this is what out. i always mm -hmm. told the people that work with us you do whatever it takes to make it happen as long yep. as it's morally right and, yep. and that's just what it's all about i mean all of us are in the same world we're all going to have different problems nobody goes without problems right. but it's how you handle those problems right. that's the whole thing absolutely oh. and having those outlets really help outside of like what you do in your events and mm -hmm. just you know with with being at 
running the facility up there is, right. is a handful. I mean, that's right. a lot anyway. And then kind Absolutely. of just finding something on the opposite end of the spectrum that Absolutely. you like too really right. can kind of be a stress reliever. Absolutely. Uh, you know, spending time with family, obviously, um, you know, is, is huge. Uh, my daughter, seventh grade, is is here in, in Atlanta doing online school now. And uh, with a boy on the way, basically, it puts you in a, a different type of mindset in terms of, you know, I try to, when I get home, you know, leave work at work exactly. and uh, put myself in a position where when I am home, I'm trying to be the best husband and, and dad I can be. That's so hopefully good. you're going to shape shape him into being a little tennis player too. We'll right? see. I mean, yeah. it, it, I'm one of the ones that, uh, you know, if he uh, if it's something he wants to do, then 100% support him, you know. That's and, so uh, important. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. Well, you're a beautiful wife though too. She's super sweet. Yeah. And kind absolutely. of follow her on Facebook too. So yeah. it's, uh, you've got a you've got a great yeah. family going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa, uh, she's got, you know, my daughter, our daughter really into design and, and basically acting and, um, fashion that is so cool you know, things i know nothing Typ- about typical little girl <laughs> yeah That's absolutely great. yes well let me ask you this mm-hmm. if and we have a lot of people listening and mm-hmm. we usually say over not over a million but somewhere in that number i think mike had told <laughs> there you me go. but uh what i was going to ask you is if someone wanted to be a coach mm-hmm. of a college mm-hmm. what suggestions would you give them yeah i would say uh first and foremost you need to get a master's degree uh you know you need to you know finish your your bachelor's put yourself in a position get a master's degree um, ideally, put yourself in a position where you have a graduate assistant uh, coaching job so that you can really learn if this is something you want to do. Um, because I think that for me, uh, that's when I truly said to myself, this is what I want to do. You know, I have a passion for this. Um, but I didn't know until I was put in that position as a, as a GA to, you know, determine if this is where I want my career to go. So if you're a young person out there, you know, pursue it from that standpoint. and. Uh, you know, then put yourself in a position where you're willing to go anywhere. And that was kind of my mindset is, you know, I feel like, you know, it was like wherever the job takes me, I'm going. Whether it's uh, Farmville, Virginia or Des Moines, Iowa, I didn't care. So it was a situation where I was going to make the most out of that position at that location and then build the best program I could at that location and then, you know, just play it by your see what happens after that. So uh, don't hold yourself back in terms of location or, or anything like that in terms of your career. Just go for it. And, Bill, uh, last thing, I know we were talking before we came on the air. I know a lot of parents out there that are listening and some of the kids always are talking about, gosh, they really want to go pro. And um, I guess the question I would have is if, you know, I, I know that people have it in their heart, but I guess how tough is it to really go pro and make money doing it, I guess? I, I think it's probably one of the – uh, you know, toughest things that you can that you could ever uh, do. I mean, th- there is. Um, I mean, it, it's not just uh, desire. It's it's you know it, it's talent and it's so much hard work. Uh, and it is it, it takes and plus you know it takes a lot of backing. It's it's like any other you know business except you are the brand. So you've got to have a great support system. Uh, you've got to have a lot of backing, and then you, apart from that, you've got to have all the you know all the talent in the world, and you've got to have all of the desire in the world. And let's, quite frankly, you know what? A little bit of luck too, because one injury or two injuries yeah. um, can you know set you back uh, a year or more. Exactly. Well, 
first of all, I want to thank both of you thank for you. coming today. Y'all were unbelievable for friends, but also just uh, great business people. And I hope the people out that are listening understand that there's so many different ways to get to one goal. And uh, y'all have done it. You're both positive. I think that's number one. And you're, you're great at your jobs. And we just appreciate, number one, the friendship. And number two is just having you here today. And uh, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Business Made Simple. Uh, Chase and Bill, Tim and I greatly appreciate you being part of the show today and being here. We've totally enjoyed it, and hopefully our listeners enjoyed it as well. Um, our community thanks you, along with uh, your expertise, your, your experience, your talents. Georgia Gwinnett College is very blessed to have you both. Uh, a part of their facility, their staff, and their winning programs. So congratulations and and all that you have done. Uh, Listening here live on Business Radio X, or you can listen in on your favorite podcast app. You can visit our website at www.mansour, that's M-A-N-S-O-U-R, international.com to catch up on all of our episodes. We look forward to talking to you again here on Business Made Simple. And until then, watch watch what what you you wish wish for. for. It It might might come come true. true.